You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP. Welcome back to the show, Glenn Siegel. Uh, hello to you. Hello to you. Thank you for having me. And you have a very special guest. Yes, my guest today is Roger Clark Miller, a guitarist, pianist, and composer who has released over 50 recordings since 1980, ranging from the aggressive avant-punk of Mission of Burma to chamber music to the live accompaniment of silent films. He's performing his dream interpretations for a solo electric guitar ensemble tomorrow evening at Hawks and Reed in Greenfield. Roger Clark Miller, welcome to All That Jazz on WHMP. Well, thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, well, let's begin with the project you're unveiling tomorrow in Greenfield, your solo electric guitar ensemble. The title's a bit ambiguous. Which is it? Is it, is it a solo or is it on, an ensemble? Well, it's a solo performance in that it's just me. But I have I play four different guitars, sometimes two at the same time. Uh, three of them are lap steels on legs. Uh, one is tuned to a unison E, a la Glenn Branca. Uh, the other other two have like bass and tenor strings and have alligator clips and bolts on them, so they become somewhere between. It's like a portable prepared piano, basically. And then I have a Strat. Fender Stratocaster around my neck that I can play like regular leads and melodies. And I have a looping device that I can get up to three different loops that do different things. And I have stereo uh, stomp boxes. So I can I can sound like there's three or four of me playing simultaneously, hence solo ensemble. Wow. That's very impressive. How did you develop this technique? Well, when I first uh, ran into digital looping, which was in 1983, uh, I performed for a while till about 88 on my maximum electric piano setup, which was simultaneous with Bird Songs of the Mesozoic, where I had a looping tool and I did prepared piano. And I've always been kind of fascinated with that aspect of uh, creating a solo ensemble that isn't just somebody just jamming, you know? I mean, I like jamming. I've recorded albums of completely improvisation, but I'm interested in uh, composition as well. And so my interest in looping has been around for a long time, and then it, it just gradually melted into this portable prepared. The, the main problem with the prepared piano is that you have to carry a piano or a heavy, heavy piano that has strings on it. And uh, so this, but I have these inexpensive lap steels on legs, I can prepare them. And so it, it, it kind of solved that problem for me. Wow. And how would you describe the sound? Ooh, there's a question. <laughs> it's definitely got its uh, avant-garde side. Uh, I would say my influences would be John Cage, obviously, with prepared piano, and Fred Frith is a guitar player, has done a lot of interesting prepared guitar work. Uh, but I would say it's very, uh, ultimately, it's quite psychedelic in that I have, like, these elaborate stereo delays and loops where things can shift to an octave down or the sound will go backwards. Uh, so it's, it's a fairly trippy sound and 
a good chunk of the time you would not know it was a guitar making the sound. Like about, I'd say about two thirds of the sounds you would not associate with electric guitar. Wow, that sounds fascinating. We're really looking forward to it. Um, so you recorded and released uh, some of this material in 2022 on Cuneiform Records, uh, and now you've been writing new material that will be recorded soon. Tell us about those plans. Yeah, well, the, when Cuneiform released it, and I recorded it at uh, Guilford Sound Studio, which is, I live in Guilford, Vermont, uh, just up the road from Hawks and Reed, and it was during COVID, so me and the engineer, we had the studio to ourselves. So it was, it was really amazing and it came out extremely well and the reviews have been nothing short of astounding. So it allows me to continue working with this in this direction. And it's called Dream Interpretations because I have this, you know, the sonic palette, which is very, you could call it psychedelic or avant-garde, whatever you want to call it. But I wanted some way to organize it that wouldn't just be like, you know, making it sound like Hawkwind or something, you know, that's kind of a joke. But so I turned to my dream interpretation technique, where I, uh, which I developed in 1975. I have a dream journal and certain dreams, if they're more elaborate, are really interesting. It's like a one-on-one -on -one soundtrack to the dream. So the dream controls all the events. Uh, but once the dream is gone, all you hear is the music. So uh, this gave my the con a really good context for these surreal sounds, because dreams are essentially surreal. You know, they're they're you know people that are tripping are really just dreaming in real time, and and it's easier to just dream than than to trip. You know, so Sounds so, so innovative, Roger Clark Miller. You'll be performing on the 12th um, at Hawks and Reed. What is it about this region that attracts you to playing before audiences here? Well, uh, most of my career was in Boston. Like when I moved to Boston in 1978, by 1979, Mission of Burma started, and that was kind of the basis of my career. And I moved to Guilford in 2015 when I got priced out of Somerville in Boston, you know, like every big city. Uh, and I found that there's a lot of venues out here, a lot of really interesting unorthodox music being played out here, along with like Roots Americana. So you've got, you've got a really broad palette. Uh, and I, and I, I like, you know, I like being out here and you should play where you are, you know. When I, my very first show was done at the Brattleboro Art Museum in 2022 where my art installation was up for a while so it's like I'm, I'm embedded in the region you know what can you do yeah um roger i first heard about you and the bands you co-founded mission of burma and bird songs of the mesozoic through my students at wmua the umass radio station in the 1980s and it's hard to overestimate the impact mission of burma has had on rock music is that the association that still resonates most with the public? Yes. I mean, that's, <laughs> there's nothing I can really do about it at this point. That is kind of the pivot, you know, like I'm no longer 20 years old and ready to go hit the road and, and change the world. But, uh, so mission to Burma is 
the pivot for my career. That's when I've made records ever since. Uh, and what I did as a guitar player, you know, by the time I was in Mission to Burma, I had been a composition major at Cal Arts. I'd done, I'd been in jazz ensembles. I'd studied free jazz. I'd, I was into extended guitar techniques. So I utilized all those ideas into a kind of a post-punk setting. And that's one of the things that made the band kind of unique, I think. Uh, I, I have a question, um, Glenn Siegel. When you, when you, as the curator, as the founder of Jazz Share and Roger Clark Miller's concert tomorrow night at Hawks and Reed will be a Jazz Share concert, it, you look to make, you, you curate an eclectic mix, usually of jazz. This is kind of a little bit different than what you customarily do. Why? Well, I grew up a pitcher, and so I love curveballs. <laughs> um, no, I, I have oh, a really wide uh, interest in music, and, uh, and Roger approached me, and he's been at some of our concerts. Uh, he performed with uh, William Hooker, among others, uh, who we presented at Hawks and Reed a couple of years ago. And so, I, <clears throat> I mean... First and foremost, I'm interested in quality, and Roger Clark Miller certainly fits that bill. So um, I'm trying not to get hung up on genre or style and uh, focus on quality and innovation. And uh, so this fits squarely within the Jazz Shares uh, work. I want to spend one second for those of our listeners who say... What's Jazz Shares? What is Jazz Shares? Jazz Shares is a nonprofit uh, organization based uh, in the Valley that started in 2012. Um, so we're in our 12th season. It's a uh, shareholder-based organization. So we sell shares like, like you'd buy a farm share. We sell Jazz Shares. Uh, we have support from local businesses, and we pool all that money together to uh, produce uh, creative music concerts throughout the Valley. And how much does it cost to buy a jazz share? So a full share is $125, and that gets you 10 admissions uh, to, to our concerts throughout the season. We sell half shares also, which is half the price and half the admissions. And so, Roger Clark Miller, you are, uh, as an ensemble and as an... I love saying that. I guess I'm going to be an individual uh, concert goer and... An audience, because uh, you're going to be an ensemble. But what attracted you to Jazz Shares? Well, my friend William Hooker played there, and of course I went down to see him because I love I love William, and I've played with him in a lot of contexts in New York, and Hartford, and Boston, and uh, it just seemed like such a cool thing. And I would see advertisements for it and for the Jazz Shares, and I thought, you know, why not give it a try? It's something I've learned that. I mean, generally, what I do is not doesn't fit a genre, a specific genre. Like what I did in the post-punk band Mission of Burma, took it way away from normal post-punk, and I've done you know lots of improv. So some people might even perceive some of my the dream interpretation work as jazz-like and jazz, but it's not. It, it I don't really fit a genre. So the only way I can survive as an artist is just talk to people and see what they say. And Glenn was uh, very open-minded about it. And uh, 
you know, I've been rehearsing like crazy because it's really, really difficult to play these concerts because in every, in a given composition, there could be a hundred different buttons I have to press just at the right time. Like I turn off three devices, make the loop go backwards, and then I've got to read a guitar part. And it's quite a, a brain twist. Wow. Our guest is um, Roger Clark Miller, guitarist and composer who's uh, working tomorrow night, Friday evening, at Hawks and Reed in Greenfield at 7.30. Could we go back to one thing? How many instruments do you play at one time? How many guitars are hanging around your neck? Well, there's only one around my neck. Then there's three of them. They're lap steels, and they have six strings, but they're on legs. So they're, I can reach over from my guitar playing hand on, on a regular guitar and and I can reach the other three guitars. One's a slide guitar, the other two I often bend behind the nut. So they sound a little bit like a Chinese, uh, there's a Chinese instrument called a chin or a koto a little bit. Uh, Harry Parch might be interested in some of my sounds. Uh, so, you know, I go from from instrument to instrument, sometimes like on the dime, like I got to be on the beat when the when the thing returns, when the loop returns. So you play, you play songs that have different instruments, different guitars. You're like your own guitar orchestra, something like that. Yes, that's the solo electric guitar ensemble uh, idea. Yes, and I get. I guess the, the next question is. So many fantastic music, musicians, which you are, Roger Clark Miller. Uh, Thank you. It, it is an expression of themselves that they're trying to achieve and share with the audience. But you're so creative. Were you looking for a new and different way to make music? Or is this a true expression of the craziness of Roger Clark Miller? I think it's both. Uh, when Mission to Burma folded in 2015 for the second time, you know, I, I have another rock band trinary system, but it, it doesn't, it's fun. We just, we're about to release another album actually. Uh, but you know, it's not going to have the impact that Mission to Burma did. And I, I now live out in Vermont and I just started thinking about from a pragmatic point of view, what, what can I do? <laughs> and I like playing in ensembles. But what can I do solo just, you know, in my house on the mountainside in Vermont? And uh, it was actually Danny Lichtenfeld, who's the curator, the director of the Brattleboro Art Museum. Uh, he claims he didn't say this. But when I contacted him, he, he wanted me to do something, or at least I am claiming he said, that he wanted me to do something like Steve Reich's uh, guitar counterpoint, you know, Vermont counterpoint. And, you know, I looked at the score and I could probably play it if I worked hard, but I wanted to do something else. And then I realized that I was collecting these guitars and all of a sudden, because of Danny talking to me, these little sparks started igniting a little fire in my head. And I know, oh my goodness, he has started me thinking about this new direction, which became the solo electric guitar ensemble. And so, you know, once those kind of ideas start growing, you can't really stop them uh, if they're good, if they're good ideas. If they're good and, ideas and if you're an innovator like Roger Clark Miller, we are going to uh, be back with Glenn Siegel and Roger Clark Miller, who is performing tomorrow night, Hawks and Reed. We'll be right back.
your Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg coming up right here on WHMP. You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP. We're back with all that jazz and more with Glenn Siegel. Yes, we're talking with Roger Clark Miller, who's performing tomorrow night at Hawks and Reed in Greenfield. His uh, dream interpretations for solo electric guitar ensemble. Uh, Roger, I wanted to uh, take a little detour. Uh, the late great film critic Roger Ebert has called you the best in the world at accompanying silent film. So tell us about the Anvil Orchestra, which you co-founded with Terry Donahue. Well, it was originally the Alloy Orchestra, which was founded in 96 or something, and I joined in 98. And then during COVID, uh, one of the members, one of the founding members left, so we changed the name slightly. As a sidebar there, Roger Ebert accidentally, incorrectly announced the band Alloy Orchestra. He announced us as the Anvil Orchestra about 20 years ago. So when we changed from the Alloy Orchestra to the to another band, we ch- we used Roger Ebert's mistake. You know, <laughs> it was found art. Yeah, found art totally. But we, you know, I've always been, for some reason, uh, good at accompanying. I've accompanied dance classes when I was always when I was at college. That's how I made you know my album money or whatever it is money I, I made. And I, I was offered at one point a full-time position at the University of Michigan Dance uh, Dance Department as being a piano accompanist, but I knew that I would die if I did that. And then two years later, I was in Mission to Burma, so I made the right choice. Um, but I like accompanying, and I do soundtrack work. I, I've done a bunch of scores that have been in Sundance. But the Anvil Orchestra and the Alloy Orchestra, but currently the Anvil Orchestra, we compose and sometimes improvise almost entirely to silent films. So how old were you when you started playing guitar, and was guitar your first instrument? I started playing piano when I was six, because that's what happened in my family's house. And then when I was 12, the Beatles were on Ed Sullivan. (laughs) Yeah. Why am I playing classical music? (laughs) Got it. And I picked up guitar a year later, and luckily my parents made me play piano through seventh grade, and my seventh grade, so in seventh grade I was taking French horn, learning guitar, and taking piano lessons all simultaneously. And the piano teacher had the, the, the wisdom to turn me on to Bela Bartok, who I still, I adore, I still play Bela Bartok. You know, when I sit down at the piano, I play Eric Satie and Bela Bartok, and you know, a felonious monk too. So, uh, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just to get back to the silent film uh, work, for you seems like that's a pretty busy area for you. Is that that work is all improvised? Is that what I heard you say? No, a lot of it is fairly scripted. Um, though, with the duo with Terry Donahue and I, he lives in Bennington, Vermont. Uh, we we've performed to the cabinet of Dr. Caligari, and we never rehearsed it once. It's 100% improv. I play a little bit of cornet, toy piano, and uh, he plays gong and accordion, and all, all sorts of percussion and other sounds. But uh, we just did it at the Roger Ebert Film Festival last April, and they said it was the best score we'd ever done. And it was improvised, every time it's improvised from scratch with a few notes, like when, when he comes over the hill, 
switch to this patch on the synthesizer. Otherwise, it's all made up. So it's great. Yeah. And you also have a strong interest in composing for chamber orchestra and what we might call the classical music world. Um, Mm -hmm. What's your process for composing in that realm? Well, when I started back at it in about 2008, I first just started composing, and then I realized it wasn't working right. So I, I utilize actually tone rows, uh, which is kind of almost old-fashioned now. But the way I do it, it's really loose, and you wouldn't, it doesn't sound anything like Schoenberg. And then when I really started composing, I, I wanted something more of, like that kind of music requires, in my mind, a formal reason to exist. And so I, I almost always use natural phenomena to structure the scores, much like I use dreams in my guitar music. Um, so the first one I did like that called Vines for Music, I, there's these vine residue, like uh, the, the stems and then all the pockmarks where the vines stuck to the wall. And all those pockmarks became prepared piano notes and the vines became really slow glissandos in cellos and violins. And that was premiered a seven and a half piece at New England Conservatory and people went crazy. Like wow. when I left the place, two groups of 20 year olds came up to me. It was like a Burma concert. <laughs> they were like, they couldn't believe they were meeting me. And I'm like, you know, it was my first thing at NEC. And I was like, really? You know, this is. Well, Roger yeah. Clark Miller. So Glenn, one more time. Uh, when can we actually see and hear Roger play? Yeah, just over 24 hours from now, 7.30 p.m. tomorrow evening, Friday evening at Hawks and Reed in downtown Greenfield. You can get uh, advanced tickets and more information at jazzshares.org, and you can get more information about uh, Roger Clark Miller at his website, which is... uh, RogerClarkMiller.com. And Roger, thank you so much for joining us, folks. I also want to point out that at 12 o'clock noon in front of the Hampshire County Courthouse in Northampton, there will be uh, a commemoration of the dreadful 22 years of Guantanamo Bay Detention Center remaining open, sponsored by No More Guantanamos and uh, Witness Against Torture and World Can't Wait and Code Pink. So uh, please mosey on over to uh, to Main Street, uh, to the Hampshire County Court, uh, Courthouse, and take part in that beginning at 12 o'clock to 1 o'clock today. Thank you for joining us on Talk to Talk. Have a good rest of the day. Talk the talk.